Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to the bean for the weekend edition, the long weekend edition. Oh, what a bumper feast of crazy audio we've got for you today. People like Mark Bolton, for example, because uh, he's on his way. Uh, the tops, but keeping it musical. They're, they're the Dane tops now. Sir Top? I don't, I don't know what the proper title is. Anyway, uh, teens, getting rid of them. Uh, how to do it. I think that's what we're talking about. And then uh, getting rid of the confectionery in the checkout aisles. But before any of that, uh, Geordie Barrett, uh, you shouldn't just go anywhere to eat your McDonald's, apparently. How did you find out and have you spoken to him? Oh, yeah, I spoke to Geordie, uh, I think it was last night or yesterday and uh, some stage. And look, he, he's uh, upset about the mistake he's made. It, um, he, he clearly understands that uh, he shouldn't have been in the flat, but at the same time, it's a mistake I'm sure it's been made many, many times by uh, students and uh, going into the wrong place. And he um, he's with a mate in, uh, in Dunedin who, who thought, there was a party at the house, or he was at a mate's house. He thought the party was there. They got the wrong house. Um, you know, and Geordie is not going to have any knowledge of any houses down there because he doesn't know uh, too many people down there. So he ends up in the wrong lounge. He's uh, eating his burger and then um, and left once uh, they realised that they were in the wrong place and apologised for that. So, you know, a genuine mistake if you take all the emotion of them being an all-black out of it. Uh, I think everyone would would agree that you know it's just a a genuine mistake and one that uh, could be made by by any young person. So um, you know the other the other mistake he's made is he hasn't been really professional in his preparation for the test match, and we'll have a chat about that and. And uh, hopefully we'll learn from both of them. I guess the thing that we've all learned uh, from this episode is that uh, McDonald's is still your go-to, isn't it? Um, when you're feeling a little bit under the weather after, quote, a few beers, unquote. Uh, Michael Bolton, not sure what his hangover cure is, but uh, he uh, caught up with Jack Tame, or Jack Tame caught up with him on Saturday. You are a household name in New Zealand and indeed around much of the world. And yet I had no idea. You were signed at, what, the age of 15 or 16? Yeah, just turning 16. Wow. So so had you grown up in a really musical environment? I, I didn't really... I haven't grown up yet. Um, still not sure if I've grown up. But um, my mother loved music, and it was a time when... Um, women were not encouraged to pursue their dreams. They were encouraged to take care of their families, you know, and make sure the dinner was on the table. And and I'm not sure that my father would have been a big fan of my mother pursuing her love for singing. She had a beautiful voice and eventually became a songwriter as well. Um, I was fortunate. I was fortunate enough as much as were my brother and sister to listen to a lot of different types of music. And my mother loved singers, singers. So she would play Nat King Cole, Sammy Davis, Jr. Tony Bennett, Sinatra. She would play, that was, that was her brand of music her era of music, but she loved that. We enjoyed music and we listened to, you know, contemporary music, um, and that widened through the years and went from top 40 pop to blues stations. Do you, 
how do I say this without being disrespectful to Mr. Bolton? I feel like um, describing him as a household name in New Zealand is, is a, a little bit of a reach. Except, unless you're talking about hairstyles. If you're talking about hairstyles, then yes. And I'm, I've, I don't know how much time Jack spent discussing hairstyles with him, but disappointingly not enough, I think. Uh, Jules and Linda Top uh, have got fairly signature hairstyles as well, and now they've been honoured with some kind of honour. I don't understand how these things work. You've given so much over, what, 25 years or so. Um, Jules, maybe one for you to start with. Did, did you want to be uh, musicians or did you want to be comedians? I don't think we had much of a choice, actually. We've always been a bit silly in our lives, and it, those things just came out together. And really, in some ways, you know, anybody can sing a song, but uh, I think that, you know... You got to do the whole yards. You got to be the. You got to tell the jokes. You got to sing the songs. You got to play the guitar. You got to have the characters. And so we've just been lucky that we've been able to do all the things that we do. And inventing characters, inventing characters that you know. Lo- I don't think I'm over egg- egging it if I say beloved. <laughs> I think we've become beloved. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Is that is that how you feel about it now, Linda? As well, that you know, uh, you must occasionally people uh, would would show you stuff that you've done from years and years ago, and you think, oh, actually, that wasn't that wasn't too bad. That was a bit of a laugh. <laughs> you know, it's been a pretty beautiful career, you know, and and doing the characters has been you know such a wonderful thing, you know, and and the and New Zealand has embraced those characters. They've, you know, Ken Ken and Ken are real, you know, and now I believe that uh, it'll be Sir Kenneth. Uh, every time we go to the local A&P show, and they're, they're quite excited. Prue and Dilly already be- they believe that, that they're dames anyway, so it's no <laughs> big surprise to them. But I think Camp Mother and Camp Leader, uh, I think they're, they're going to decline the, the thing. They want to just stay, you know, good old Camp Mother and Camp Leader. And I don't think Camp Leader would actually deal with the title very well. <laughs> no. Tim Dower hosting a special Queen's birthday breakfast show there. Uh, I don't understand, uh, and I've said this before, the the thurs, the dames, the knighthoods, the OBEs, the QBEs, the New Zealand order of whatever they are. And weirdly, I sit there uh, watching the endless news items about all the people who've been given these things, and I often think to myself, if I was uh, given one or offered one, uh, would I accept it, given that I'm not really a fan of it? And Which is ridiculous, of course, because why would I ever be given one? It's stupid. I mean, what have I ever done? What am I ever likely to do? Pull your head in, Glenn ZB. Who do you think you are? Oh, dear. Try and explain that to the teenagers these days and they won't believe you. Today, we're going to cover off how to properly prepare our kids to leave home, which mm-hmm. actually can be quite a terrifying experience for both parent and teen. <laughs> for both. It? Oh, I don't want my baby to go. <laughs> I hear this all the time. I know. And this is the thing. This is, what I, this is what I love is the fact that you've written a book for young adults and a book for parents, you know, written specifically for sort of each market because it is a team effort preparing our our it kids absolutely to deal with the real world, is a team it? effort, and the more we can get on the same page, uh, the easier the process it is because everybody's willing to do their part in in, the, in that process. So, 
when you talk about young adults, what age are we talking about? Uh, well, for specifically, I work with 16 to 24-year-olds on my program, although the odd 15-year-old's sneaking in, and I'm loving them, by the way. I didn't think they'd be able to cope, but they are coping. So I, I like to uh, feed into the kids that are doing their last two years of school and then their first one or two years out in the big bad world, if that's uh, tertiary education or, or the working world. So that that's my primary target, although I will say I've got the saying that um, really from 13 to 18 is the apprenticeship. Right, if you think about it that way. So there you go. That's uh, Yvonne Godfrey talking to Francesca Ruggin there. Um, you get all sorts of unusual talent on the air in these long weekends, don't we? It's fun. There's uh, varieties, the spice of life and all that. But there you go. Uh, kids, if you're listening, and I'm talking to my kids specifically, age 14 and 17, get out of my house. It sounds like from 13 onwards, that's fine. I think that's what her point was. Go away from me. Right, we're going to finish up here. Uh, with, uh, I guess this is more kid-related stuff, is it? Uh, the confectionery at supermarket checkouts, another old chestnut. Confectionery and checkouts, should it be removed? Exactly, because you, you're at the supermarket, mm. right, and often you are, you are so good because you go through the veggies, you go, oh, I've got to have the veggies, yeah, love yeah, the veggies, yeah. I'll get fruits. my carrots, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. And, that is, and you work your way through, and then the kids start to melt down. They melt down about, uh, what are they, there's 12 it's aisles. in the frozen aisle Usually near the, the end. frozen aisle, they start to go <laughs> thermonuclear. Um, and so the kids are at you, and you get to the end of uh, it, and you are there, and you've got uh, two screaming munchkins looking at you, and all they're saying is chocolate, yeah. and every molecule in your body is screaming chocolate. And guess what? <laughs> there's chocolate. Everywhere. Available. Yes. It's everywhere. And all you have to do is just go through the little thing and the people are taking your stuff and then you're getting chocolate and you're having chocolate and they're having chocolate and everyone's happy. Yeah, I know. But then they, they, the thing is, what's so frustrating is it's it's a grabbing level for children as well. Like, Mm. and then you're like, oh, and then they kind of sometimes break them and you're like, oh God, no, you know, I have to pay for it because you've got it. It's so, (laughs) it's, it's incredibly frustrating because um, even for a child or as an adult, it's that. You didn't. Know, they didn't need it. If it wasn't there, you wouldn't mm. have thought to actually have it. But it's that fact that one of the biggest problems that we have with the way that we eat in this particular country is our environment mm. massively supports and encourages poor food choices. See, I think that's that's implicitly untrue. I don't I think Claire Turnbull doesn't know what she's talking about there, because I plan ahead. I'm. It, it, I'm not just there at the checkout going. Oh, look, there's a chocolate bar. My whole supermarket shopping is leading up to that chocolate bar. I am eagerly anticipating that chocolate bar. I have planned to purchase that chocolate bar well in advance. It's not a spur-of-the-moment thing, and if it happens to be on special for 90 cents instead of $1.20, well, all the better. I am Glenn ZB. Uh, I, I, with the, I've got some bad habits, actually, now that I say it out loud. I need to go and have a good hard look at myself. I'll do that. That was News Talk ZB, uh, the long weekend edition. I'll see you back here uh, with a normal edition tomorrow.